Chapter 1 Aguirre's Place in the World The story that unfolds over the following pages is a gruesome one, recounting what one historian called the wildest, most romantic, most desperate, most appalling expedition in the annals of the Spanish Empire, a wild orgy of madness and blood. Lope de Aguirre, its central figure and most notorious perpetrator, has been consigned to the history books as a madman, singularly representative of all the murderous excesses of the years that marked the Spanish conquest of the New World. In modern times, Werner Herzog's 1972 film, Aguirre, Wrath of God, has helped to solidify this view. The reasons for this are simple. For one, he was indeed a murderous fellow, in a time full of murderous fellows. For another, his story comes to us through men who had a stake in painting Aguirre as an unrepentant lunatic, as I will discuss more fully in this book's last chapter. A full understanding of the genesis of the historical record should inform our view of Aguirre today. People in the predominantly English-speaking portion of the Americas have largely ignored the history that swirls around Aguirre. Neighbors to the south of the United States occupy a mostly unexamined sphere in what Norteamericanos call American history. Part of the reason for this, of course, is linguistic and onomastic, as the word American has come to be generally understood as relating primarily, if not solely, to the United States. But American rightly extends its adjectival reach from the northernmost tip of Canada to the southernmost stretches of Tierra del Fuego. Native peoples and those of African descent populate the New World in great numbers, of course, but the collective American states are governed primarily by citizens whose ancestries stretch to Europe. As a result of the colonial period, we speak English, as well as French and Portuguese. But more than any other language, we speak Spanish. The linguistic divide that separates the United States from its southern neighbor, Mexico, and sets off the north from the whole of Central and South America, excepting the old Guianas, Belize, and Brazil, has assured that people in the United States view American history as beginning roughly in the early 1600s. The more historically attuned allow for Native American cultures that precede European arrivals by centuries. But Spanish colonial history is largely ignored as part of American history, despite the Spanish settlement of Florida in the mid-1500s. It is a mistake to separate U.S. colonial history from the histories of Latin American states. If nothing else, much of what constitutes the present-day United States was once Mexican territory. More important are the parallels between the history of the United States and those of the countries of Central and South America. Just as the United States' forefathers waged a revolution to expel the old world masters who ruled them unjustly from afar, so too did the fledgling nations in the rest of the Americas eventually throw off their colonial masters. According to an 1899 report from the U.S. Commissioner of Education, there was a class of men among the first Spanish immigrants who had no feeling of attachment or of grateful remembrance for the Spanish home they had left, but on the contrary felt only fear for everything that came from Spain, her officials, her heresy judges, and her laws. These sentiments ultimately framed Aguirre's cause, substitute England for Spain, and the opinion echoes sentiments in full flower in the colonial United States in the latter part of the 18th century. Of course, it would be misleading to state that Aguirre's ultimate goals and the reasons for them mirrored exactly those of the founding fathers of the United States. What links them is a bit more nebulous, owing mostly to the very different conceptions of nation held by 16th century Spaniards and 18th century Americans. There is a definite link, however, even a causal chain. Aguirre renounced his Spanish citizenship, marking perhaps the first waypoint on the path to the development of a new American identity. To put it another way, Aguirre's identification becomes an American one. He is a Spaniard, or a Castilian, or a Basque. No more. His life, his toil, his identity, 
is no longer merely an adjunct of the power base across the ocean. A revolution is usually a bloody business, but the victorious upstarts who topple the great colonial powers wend their way through the pages of history secure as heroes. General George Washington's military successes are seldom weighed against the loss of British and American lives. His crusade was an entirely justified and necessary battle to secure the freedoms of coming generations. Freedoms still enjoyed more than two centuries later. Simon Bolivar's march through swaths of Latin America, liberating the enslaved from their Spanish overlords, rightfully takes on mythical status in the story of the southern states. One would be hard-pressed to find any large town in northern or central South America without a Plaza de Bolivar or an Avenida de Bolivar. Indeed, two entire countries, Bolivia and the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela, borrow their very name from the great liberator. That Bolivar's campaign, carried with it legions of killed and injured, is immaterial. Such is the cost of freedom.